Previously on Nerd Punches Nerd. So I'm I'm gonna go with Benji on this one. I yes, really... first one I won. That's right, Benji <laughs> wins for once. Except for the tuna, except for the mustard. Tuna. <laughs> All right, so what's up next? Up next, we have Star Trek Voyager. Ooh. The Journey Home. The Journey or, Home? I'm sorry, that was... Uh, <laughs> was that a Star Trek movie that was called The Journey oh. Home? Did I just... Uh, Maybe The Voyage Home? The Vo- I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> all right, so let me... Uh, all right, let me give you the... You, you, got, you got the bell ready? All right. Wait, wait, who's doing what? We gotta say. I'm, right. I'm attacking. I will attack uh, Voyager. Jeremy's gonna defend it. All right, ready? Go. All right, Voyager. The problem with Voyager is that um, it it was for one thing, it was very unscientific, which I don't like. Um, Star Trek isn't supposed to be like that. Star Trek is supposed to be like real, you know, serious kind of sci-fi. Even the original show tried to be that. Um, and Voyager was this like weird, whimsical sort of show where like science didn't really matter, and it was all about like um, I don't know, imagining you know it, it's it's almost like like new age kind of um, you know attitude towards towards um, interpretation of the universe that I don't like. Um, the show didn't really have much good drama. There were some good episodes, I'll grant, but um, it wasn't. Uh, it, there were a lot of dumb episodes too, and I feel like a, a lot of the episodes were dumb. And the show never really went anywhere with the characters. They didn't really have any good character interactions. I, some of the characters individually I like. You know, I like Janeway, I like Chakotay, I like Tom Paris, I like Harry Kim. You know, I like a lot of the characters, um, but I don't think that their interactions were so interesting. Um, uh, Neelix was annoying as hell. I hate Neelix. I want him to die. He wasn't funny at all. He's the Jar Jar Binks of Voyager. Um, uh, seven of nine, as much as I appreciated her being eye candy was basically just like there for fan service and nothing else. Um, you know, she, she really didn't serve any other purpose. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. So let's start from the bottom and go over to the top. Seven of nine. Yeah. Part of it was included as a sort of fan service thing, which is a classic Star Trek thing to do to have attractive women that they've been doing since the original series. But that being said, actually her whole concept in mind, this idea of sort of this very different sort of person being part of the collective and broken up, having to learn or relearn how to be human, to me was actually very interesting, especially her interactions with the Doctor, who was also trying to learn something similar in a sort of parallel, uh, in a different way, uh, Data's journey, except both of these characters were a lot more possible, or at least they had much more of the potential to become human. Now, obviously, I think that you could say the lower the average of quality for the Voyager episodes is definitely lower than many other ones, Enterprise aside. But that being said, I think that they have a decent level of enjoyment. I've seen every single episode. Many of them are forgettable, but most of them aren't really offensive. They're just like, oh, this had some nice parts. You know, maybe you can point to some specific things or specific storylines where you say, ugh, what? And yeah, Neelix is kind of annoying. I can agree with that. But, you know, most of the episodes didn't really focus on him. He just had like one or two annoying moments in it. It wasn't like a Jar Jar thing where he was constantly there all the time, except maybe for one or two episodes. But that being said, I still think that 
I you know, you could finish you could finish that. I couldn't finish Enterprise. It was much worse to me. That was boring. Voyager, whatever you want to say about it, it was not boring. That was actually a pretty good way to end it. All right. Okay. All right. Ready, Sam? Okay. Um, so I want to point out, you didn't uh, address my first point, which is about the sort of like whimsical, unscientific nature of Voyagers. I'm not going to repeat that. You know, I'll, I'll give you a chance to respond to that um, for your final thought. Um, but... The show just, uh, I mean, you know, it was okay, but it didn't, it wasn't compelling in the way that, um, that, that like, you know, the other Star Trek shows, I'm leaving out Enterprise, the other Star Trek shows were much more compelling. They had, you know, they had more drama, the, you cared more about the, the characters, you cared more about their relationships, um, you cared more about the, the threats that they were put under, the enemies, you know, um, the the challenges that they faced voyagers challenges were were kind of boring like okay fine they had to go home and like yes they would run into aliens and then the aliens would threaten to kill them and they'd have to fight the aliens and but it was you know it was it was very repetitive all right well time for the final counter counter all right so let's just address this so-called scientific idea of yours which is just wrong the idea that Star Trek was all about the science is wrong. It was all about the humanity ever from the beginning. The idea about this sort of wagon train to the stars from the beginning, the idea about different aspects of humanity all being able to explore it. Yes, science was included as a sort of way to make it interesting, but they were using pseudoscience and nonsense science ever since they started having, you know, transporters and faster than light travel. So this idea, so it was always about nonsense science. Sometimes, yeah, I'd say Voyager got inconsistent with the rules, but they all got kind of inconsistent. Sure, I can also agree, sometimes they reached for their emotional moments, didn't hit it, but you know what? I always thought the uh, Q and the Grey was actually one of the more affecting episodes of all of Star Trek. You know, and I don't know if you've seen that one, but it's about the Q that wants to commit suicide, even though he's in the moral being. And that's just something that I think that, you know, maybe it's possible, even... Uh, with all the sort of nonsense that it had something good there. All right. Okay. Okay, that was a good round. Um, and that, that, was, that was a good exchange. You guys really, it, it, I think it's almost a draw because um, I, I, think, I think you guys really, really brought up some really good points. I do side more with Jeremy, but it, it probably is because I like Voyager. But um, I think, Sammy, bring up some, some good points about that it might be a little more fan servicey at, at times, and there were some, and, and Neelix can be pretty annoying. Um, I, I, but I agree with Jeremy. I, I think when you, you, you Sam, you were saying how like it was all about the science or, or just, or just about these kind of like mature concepts. Uh, and I think Voyager really did try to do that. I mean, the fact that there was a hologram, you know, that was interacting with, with everyone, I think was a pretty, pretty unique concept. You know, it, Star Trek usually recycles that, that whole idea of, um, uh, of, of having the, the non-human person, you know, try to connect with humanity. And, 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 uh, I, I thought that the doctor was pretty good on that. I, I, I think seven and nine could have been more interesting. I, I think that that could have been an interesting thing. I just don't think it was well, it was well done. The whole thing about having, having a Borg, um, on, if I was part of your crew is, is an interesting concept. But, but, you know, Star Trek is, it's not necessarily, it's got like the veil of, of being scientific, but it's really, it really is about these like thought questions, which is, which is a scientific thing, but it's more like philosophical. Um, I find. So I, I, I got to give it to Jeremy, I think, in this one. 
All right. So I just I, I just want to there's a few things that I need to say about this. First of all, I forgot to mention the doctor. I, I like the doctor. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of the doctor. Um, so I, I should have said something about that. Um, I really agree with you, Benji, about Seven of Nine being more of a potentially interesting character than an actually interesting character. You know, she she it could have they could have done a lot of interesting stories about yeah. her, like learning how to be human and stuff. And I feel like they kind of didn't. Um, or at least not not to the extent that that it would have been it would have been much stronger if they had i I also i want to explain what i mean by the show being unscientific i feel like the theme of say star trek the next generation um compared to voyager like in voyager a lot of the episodes has this theme of like what if there's more to the universe that we don't understand you know and we can't understand and maybe we just have to accept that the universe is unknowable and I feel like that really contradicts a lot of the themes of the next generation, which were that like the universe is like a bigger and comp- more complicated place than we understand. But like we're going to try to understand. All right. It, all right. All right. You know? I'm going to have to disagree with you there, because yeah, although this is going to sort of cripple my own argument, because I actually think this was a failing of Voyager and that they used too much pseudoscience because they tried to explain everything away. Everything could be explained by a pseudoscience. They were always able to figure out a scientific explanation for everything to the point where it was kind of ridiculous so in that i say you're wrong but i also think no, that was that i don't i don't remember it that way but I'll, I'll i'll go with you on that now i do have a confession to make which is that um even though i i attacked voyager and you know and and criticized it a lot i do have a soft spot for it um <laughs> i didn't i didn't watch the whole thing i think it was seven seasons um i watched like the first six seasons so i never really saw the, the last season but i I do, I do, I, I am kind of fond of it in certain ways. Um, and I don't think that it was like completely terrible or, or without value. Um, okay. I just want to put that out there. All right, well, let's move on. And what's up next? Boondock Saints. Oh. So who's going to attack who's going to Saints? I will attack Boondock Saints. All right, and, and I defend. will happily defend. All right, well, listen, guys, I have not seen the movie, so. I'm really starting from a pretty impartial perspective here. Alright, ready? Um, okay. So, I, I remember hearing all this, uh, all this talk about Boondock Saints, um, you know, all through, all through high school. Um, and, and people are talking about, hey, it's just like Fight Club. Um, um, and, uh, or if you like Fight Club, you'd like this. I know it was, it didn't need to be just like Fight Club, but I, I, I love Fight Club. And, I came in with all these high hopes and it was as if it was as if there was like, you know, some guy creating it. I actually know in terms of the backstory of that Troy Duffy is actually supposed to be a dick, but that's really besides the point. Um, some guy creating it who kind of had this interest, cool, like, cool idea about morality, um, but was just executing it so poorly uh, that I thought, I thought it was just a, I, I, I thought it was a, a, a silly movie I thought I, I thought it was resting on tropes a lot, but trying to be sort of noble and virtuous, like this whole idea of like here are these guys who are killing who are who are killing criminals, you know. It just it's just such a hackneyed idea, and 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 it was it was trying to to seem really mature, and it was also kind of acting like the idea wasn't hackneyed. This you know where 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 people were going and killing. And, and killing criminals. Um, it, it, it's, it's been done a thousand times. It's been done better. And there's also this weird, weird religious thing going on with it, which can be interesting, but I just thought it didn't add any more depth. And, um, Ooh, okay. Uh, 
Professor McSam, are you ready? I am ready. All right, so I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think the idea of making a movie about vigilantes who decide to start killing criminals is so hackneyed. Um, I don't think there's a lot of movies that have done it, at least not in this way. There's a lot of superhero movies, but um, the whole idea is that these two guys are, you know, they're basically regular guys um, who are inspired more by like, you know, well, they're, I would say equally inspired by religion and by TV. And I think that's a sort of an interesting idea. And it sort of it indicates in the way that the movie is both serious and silly at the same time. Um, one thing you didn't mention is that the movie is very funny, has, uh, has very engaging characters. Um, it tells the story in an interesting way. Um, and, um, and it sort of, it, it, it keeps upping the ante, which I think is, you know, makes for, for compelling storytelling because the, the stakes keep getting raised. Um, and, and it's, uh, it's just, it's a fun movie. I'm not going to say that it's really deep, but it's a lot of fun. Every scene is, is just like, you know, engaging. It's funny. It's, it's gripping at times, you know, you don't know what's coming. Sometimes it'll surprise you. Um, you know, it's, it doesn't shirk away from being violent. Um, you know, it's, uh, but it's, it's a movie that, that, that wants to tell a complicated idea in, in a way, which is, which is, tries to be serious at times, but also not, not to take itself too seriously either. Um, and I think it achieves that balance. Okay. Interesting, interesting. All right, Ben. Okay, some moments are kind of funny, um, but I thought they were they were just unnecessary. Uh, fine, you know, some of it was 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 about the dynamic between the two brothers, but still, I, I mean, I mean, one thing they have which I really don't like is when they have these sort of quote unquote criminals in movies. You know, these like foreign bosses, or it, it doesn't always have to be foreign people. It, that's fine. A lot of movies do it, but I thought it, these like cardboard criminals. Uh, who just seem like these criminals, you know, criminals are more complex. I, what, I, what I had issue with is that it was trying to be this complex movie when it was really failing and then it was acting like it was complex. The other thing is the Willem Dafoe scenes, the whole thing with Willem Dafoe, besides the fact that it was stupid that he was dancing around, you know, listening to the music, trying to investigate things, that was hackneyed and not well done. It was also kind of offensive, like how it was sort of borderline homophobic, the way they, they had that char character. But, and then the other thing is like, why were they so good at fighting and, sh and, and shooting? Like, you know, why, like, maybe they were tough guys, they could beat people up because they grew up in a rough neighborhood, fine, blah, blah, blah. Why are they so good at, like, fighting crime and going to, to crime bosses' home? All right. Okay. Interesting, interesting. All right, Sam, final round. Okay. All right. So um, just to, to address some of the points that you made, um, the idea of, of Willem Dafoe, I think, is a very interesting character because he is a gay character who is also homophobic and um, and basically is like a self-hating gay character, which is it's made into a parallel in the movie where he's also, because he's an FBI agent who identifies with vigilantes who are operating outside of the law and because he, he sympathizes with them. Um, and so it's, you know, there's, there's this sort of parallel to him, you know, hating, you know, an element of himself. And then later when he decides to join them in vigilantism, um, you know, that also... You know, it's um, it sort of represents him sort of accepting who he really is. Um, now, there's there's some weird implications because Troy Duffy himself is supposedly a, a homophobe, but I don't want to get too much into that. Um, in terms of the other stuff, I mean, you know, uh, some of the characters, some of the some of the crime bosses are kind of hackneyed. I think I like the Don. I think the Don is a good character. All right, there's All your right. final. <laughs> 
I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I guess part of it is I'm not really that familiar with it, other than it's sort of this vague, you know, crimeish movie, crime thriller of sorts. It's supposed to be sort of like a worse version of Snatch, from what I hear. So, I guess it really seemed like Sailor's argument was more like, I thought it was fun! And Benji was like, sometimes, it usually sucked. Is that sort of like a good summary? Yeah, it sounds yeah, like I guess. <laughs> I don't know, I'm gonna have to have to pull this one to the draw also from my perspective. Yeah. I, I, I recognize some of the fun some of the fun stuff, but I think like um like I, I just think it was just these you know, it was it, it was like it, I don't know, I just don't think you could handle all this stuff, so I don't know. Alright, well I guess we should move on. What's up next, gang? Oh, uh, what do we have next? Oh, we're going to talk about Jay Leno. <laughs> Jay right. Leno. And who among us could ever hate like that silver angel? <laughs> I guess silver it's chinned angel. Have you heard about this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So I'm going to attack Mr. Leno. And who cares to defend our uh, glorious man of late night? Uh, me. Alright. This guy. Here we go. So, obviously, there's a lot of nonsensical politics aside that was kind of scummy of whatever Leno did. Whatever. Obviously, he did that even though he's a multi-multi-millionaire and he doesn't need any more money and he just basically buys really fancy cars. Whatever. Yes, all of his monologues are entirely about pushing to the lowest common denominator because that's the best way to get ratings so you know people can just sort of lightly like <laughs> as they fall asleep. And yeah, sure, there's a place for that kind of nonsense, but the idea that Leno is at all using his talents in any way effectively, I think, is ridiculous. I think that he has this kind of arrogance about himself that I think is entirely unwarranted. And I think he has very thin skin and if people try to attack him, I feel like he pretends like, oh yeah, I'm cool. Hey, hey, have you heard about this? I'm a oh, I'm a hack. Ah. And you know, I hear you know, listen, I know that he historically has had very good standards, and that's part of the problem, is that I know he's actually capable of more, but he just chose to be a complete sellout. And listen, I'm not saying I wouldn't sell out under some circumstances, but I think we need to acknowledge He's a sellout, and that's all I have to say about that. He's just a complete sellout, and he is not funny, and he hasn't been funny since I've been 9 through 12. Maybe 12 and a half. I'll give him that. <laughs> all right, Benj, ready for the uh, defense? Yep. Okay, so I I I don't know. You, you'll have to answer this next, Jeremy. I th I think I have watched a lot more Jay Leno than you. Um, I, I definitely uh, it feels the lowest common denominator, and I definitely wouldn't call him the greatest talk show host ever. And that stuff with Conan that he did it does suck. Um, you know things that happen behind the scenes in business stuff. You don't always know what, what's 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 behind it. I'm not at all defending Jay Leno. I just don't know. So so someone could be just as shitty behind the scenes and we just don't hear about it. But anyway, um. I feel like I'm making the argument that I've been sort of arguing against in other arguments, which is which is that I find him to be just kind of a good time. I I find him, 
maybe he's, I, I guess maybe he doesn't go along with making fun of himself as much as some other people. He definitely is not to the degree that Letterman is. Letterman, like, it seems like gets biting and angry and like, Ugh! you know, it's all about me. I feel like Jay Leno has a little bit of just kind of this lightness to him, which I think he is having a good time. People sometimes may poke a little fun at him. I think he has, he has been fine with it sometimes. Maybe he wouldn't be the best if someone was doing an all-out attack, but I think it's just kind of this light, fun stuff. I think sometimes his jokes bomb, and I've seen it happen, and he rolls with it. I mean, he's a comedian. Um, and he, he gets silly very quickly. It's kind of like uh, one of the reasons Jimmy Fallon is very different from Jay Leno, and I know you like him more, but I'm just saying, even with the interview, you know, like, Jay Leno, I feel like he does try to listen with, to what the, the, the people he's interviewing are saying. It's kind of dumb, but I, but I think, I think he just, I, I think it's kind of this like light show that, that, that is just enjoyable. And he, he, he really, he gives a good overview of just the pop. Alright. Well. Okay. Here's my rebuttal. So I think part of the problem that I have with Leno is that although a lot of this stuff can kind of appeal to me, sort of like, oh, look, those people are stupid he's talking to. Eventually it becomes, wait a minute, the whole joke is that people are stupid. And he just takes the easy targets. He recycles the chaff, the you know crap that everyone's already attacking, and just throws another dagger at it. This seems like it's sort of bad, bad for society. I'm sure you know Jimmy Fallon had some of the uh, same kind of nonsense, like a lot of these late night people do. But the problem is, is that Fallon is sort of forgettable in terms of that part of it. And the thing is, he has some very interesting things he does. He takes an interesting risk and experiment. This is in defense of Fallon, so I don't want to get into that. I just say that Leno doesn't take risks. He just does the same thing over and over again because it's working for him. He never tries anything else, you know. And if the ratings are fine, then he's fine. If they're not, whatever. He doesn't care. You know, it's just the same old thing over and over and over again. And I guess to me, it's like, well, listen. That's it. All right. Okay. All right. Then Joe, your final. Okay. Um. Yeah. He does go this. He does say this. Rest loud on this. You know, people are stupid thing. What I was starting to say before is, I like how he's kind of a go-to for an overview of what's just like, like very surface stuff going on in the world. But I don't think he shoves it down your throat necessarily. Like this is the most important stuff. Um. I think also he's got an interesting delivery. Actually, I think that's a little bit part of it. His voice is kind of interesting, and it's it's very easy to make fun of. But but I I I, I think there's something to it. I I I don't like watch him a lot, but I I. I don't know. Like, I, I, I think, I think he, tr he doesn't like this. I wouldn't say he necessarily tries to be interesting, but he keeps, um, he keeps like something go. Like, I don't know. I, I guess I, I respect it if someone is at the very least a competent entertainer on a, on a regular basis. I, I don't think he's the greatest by any means. Craig Ferguson is way better, but <laughs> I mean, that's a, a completely different story, but but I, I, I just don't think he's as terrible as people say. That's really more of what my argument is. I, I think he's, all right. Okay, okay. Sam, what do you think? Well, I, uh, I have to call this one a draw. Um, I think basically you're both right, because you're not really disagreeing with each other. Um, I mean, you know, just to the extent that Jeremy thinks that, that Leno isn't funny and Benji thinks that he is, but that's just a personal opinion. But, but you're both right. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't really take risks um, in the way that some other late-night shows do. But in a way, I think that's sort of an unfair criticism, because he has no incentive to take risks. You know, he's already in the, the pole position. Like, what's what's the advantage for him to do something, you know, challenging? It, it can only hurt him. It can't help him. So so I kind of feel like, you know, and and I do respect the fact that, you know, he's been plugging away 
for all these years. And, you know, he still comes up with with funny material, even if it's not, you know, really impressive or whatever. Um, you know, so uh, basically, I, I don't think he's great. I don't think he's bad. It's, you know, you, you're both right. Um, it's, it's, it's a draw. And I, you know, I hate to, I hate to make it a draw. I have, this is the fr- my first time doing that as, as the judge. Um, yeah. but in this, in this case, I really have to, um, I just, I can't give either of you the win. So yeah, um, that's fair. Take that for I think, I think that's to be expected about Jay Leno, to be perfectly honest. That's going to be a draw. <laughs> I don't think you can really love him. I don't think you can like really hate him. I think, you know. Right, but I think we could both agree that one is that his best performance is to date The Simpsons and Louie. Mm-hmm. And uh, is there anything else? I mean, I and then and then when uh, and then when South Park did him in like their first season where they had his chin down to the floor, that was great. <laughs> is that actually him? No. Well, I do know that Jay Leno will do anything. He'll do any movie. That's cool. Sure. I just feel like he's a trooper. Like I feel like like maybe no, maybe he's actually not all the time. <laughs> not, <laughs> but. But I don't know. So, all right. Uh, okay. So let's move on to a modern day classic. It's called Star Trek, and let's just say that some of us have differing opinions on the subject. <laughs> oh, all right. So, from what I understand, that would Mr. be Star Trek no colon. Um, from Mr. Mr. J.J. No colon Abrams. No colon? We're talking about the 2009 one. Yeah. Right, J.J. Abrams. Yes, J.J. Abrams. The recent recent incarnations of the Star Trek movies, the reboot. Reboot. Right. So... It is actually the first Star Trek movie that doesn't have a colon, I believe. Even the first one was called Star Trek colon the motion picture. Is that right? Yes. Let me know. Okay, let's begin. All right, ready? Um, I should talk first why, why I don't like this first movie. I should talk for, first by what, with, what one of the big things I didn't like about it was um, it started out kind of cool and I thought it had some potential. But um, one thing is that they started off with this Kirk story. And I thought it could have been really cool. They showed him how he was kind of this like rebel, you know, as a kid. And then, you know, he was reluctant to join and someone had to convince him. I thought that could have been cool. I think J.J. Abrams can be pretty competent, and I think they had the, the, the resources there to make it a, a good story, but then they just skipped over it. What they did with Spock in terms of his – they did it quickly, but I think it was really cool what they did with his development, You know how he, he went against what, the, what the, uh, the Vulcans should be doing and, 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 and what they expect him to do. Fine, that was cool. But, but I, I thought with, with, with Kirk, it was just they glossed over this whole story that I thought could have been good. They could have had an interesting backstory and would have made the entire, the entire rest of the movie interesting. Anyway, then beyond that, it was an action movie. I, I didn't find anything interesting about it. it there, was, there was a little bit of that cool stuff between, like, you know, between um, Spock and, and, and Kirk and how Spock had to, like, give up his – he realized that, that, he, that he could not be a captain because he let his emotions take over him. But he was the only interesting part, part of the movie. And it just – it also like, I don't think it necessarily needs to maintain everything that Star Trek things need to maintain. But I don't think it – I don't think it just – it was, like, a fresh take. I don't think it was even so great on its own. It was, it was an action movie. Um, and I think Star Trek deserves better th- than that. Um, I, I think. I- All right. Okay. Well, time for uh, the defense. So I think you can make a lot of different arguments about the quality or whatever of the Star Trek movie. The truth is, I don't think any of the Star Trek movies in general are so amazing. And therefore, my expectations necessarily for this one were not so high. 
And in the scheme of things, I think it's a pretty decent time. I think it's fun. I think it has a couple interesting ideas. It is, like Benji said, mostly sort of like an action thing. There's a, I think there's some emotional moments, especially having to do with Spock. You know, Kirk has to learn how to become a leader. And I think he sort of demonstrates that. I think what I like about it is that all the characters have something to do. And you get to see Leonard Nimoy really kind of schooling everybody from the acting side, and it's kind of cool to see that. Yeah, I'm sure there's some contrivances, there's some pseudoscience, there's some nonsensical time travel. It's kind of like a it's sort of Star Trek, you know? <laughs> it's not exactly anything new. And the truth is, I wasn't so familiar with the original series, so for me, any of the kind of references were good enough for me, because me as the sort of vague fan, and I'm very you know familiar with a lot of the references, it worked from that perspective. Because it's like, oh, I, I know what that's referencing. And I like the sort of shout-outs from that perspective. I felt like it grasped that kind of sort of squash-buckling style of the original series, but made it in a way that was more palatable to me, as opposed to the over-the-top campiness that made it impossible for me to get into the original series when I was younger. All right. Okay. I, feel like, I feel like I made my point. I feel like I don't have much to say. So but are you are you just voluntarily yielding your your counter? Yeah. Should I? Okay. Should I, you want me to say something? I think you should still say something. All right, all right, all right, fine. Okay. Hold on. Wait for the ding. There we go. <laughs> okay, good. Um, I I like you're saying all, all this stuff, Jeremy, about it, but I, I just didn't I didn't find that to be to to be the case. I um like. I, I didn't I didn't see any reason to watch the movie I, like that, that that's pretty much what it was um it, 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 and, I, and I, I like once again it had its moments but that didn't do it all for me it was just I, I I just kept thinking I was thinking to myself like what what am I what am I watching this for like what what what's what's special about this movie that's more of what it was and 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 Honestly, I didn't have a bad time with some of the action stuff. It was fun action stuff, so it wasn't it wasn't done poorly on the action side. It just I was just it made, you know what I think of a lot of it was was that there was a lot of hype around it, and some people saying it was awesome, and I was like, what's special about this? But people were talking about it like it was better than, than a regular action movie. Like they were saying like, oh, it was it's really like yeah, it's really cool stuff going on. They didn't say it was the greatest, but I just like like what there, I found nothing special. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I don't know. Oh, hold on, I have my final. Oh, that's right. Jeremy, you get another turn. Please, go ahead. Okay, so, like I said before, I feel like this is really, yeah, it's kind of like a fun movie. And sure, people who want to strive, like, really deep things to it, I think maybe they're reading a little bit too much into it. I never found J.J. Abrams to be really that much in the way of substance, per se, and maybe he's getting better at that, but I don't really think that that was the case here. I think he has a lot of light touches, but I think that's fine for what we're dealing with here with the Star Trek universe. And although, yeah, I would like to see more Deep Space Nine type of thing, I understand that that's the kind of movie that isn't really going to be working for the general populace. They need to see something lighter, and hopefully, you know, you can get later on something that delves into something more interesting. You know, I would love to see that kind of DS9 type movie, even with the same cast if they need to as older people. That's something I'd like to see. But even then, I feel like, you know, Star Trek. You know, I didn't even notice the lead swears, so it doesn't really bother me so much from that perspective either. And I know that was something that a lot of people complained about. And for me, I had a lot more problems with the sequel. Anyway. <laughs> All right. 
All right. So, um, you know, as your uh, arbitrator here, I, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this win to, uh, to Jeremy because I feel like Benji's argument boiled down to the movie wasn't special and it, it wasn't amazing. You know, maybe it didn't live up to its hype. But, um, you know, I think that everyone is sort of in agreement that the movie was fun. It was enjoyable to watch. You know, it wasn't it wasn't painful in any way. Um, you know, it didn't. The point is, like, it didn't suck. Um, maybe it just wasn't as good as it could have been. And so I, I, I feel like that's a win for Jeremy. Okay. Um, so, you know, that's uh, that's where I'm going with that. All right. Well, I would like to just do a very quick round where Sam gives me. 10 seconds of why he hates Starship Troopers, and I'll give him 10 seconds of why he's wrong. 10 right, seconds? Right? I, I don't think that's enough time. Can I have 30 seconds? Yeah, 30 is better. 30 seconds? Yeah. Fine. I will give you 30 <laughs> and seconds. And Jeremy, you should do 10 seconds going, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Ready? This is Starship Troopers. Yeah. All right, so basically, Starship Troopers, I read the book. The book is very good. I really like the book. There are certain problems with it. It's kind of fascist. But um, the movie is in no way an adaptation of the book. The movie is a mockery of the book and everything that it stands for. It doesn't, the movie doesn't respect the book at all. And that bothers me. Um, the movie also is insulting to its audience in that it's a dumb action movie with bad, deliberately dumb, with deliberately bad acting um, to mock the audience that enjoys it because it's supposed to be bad. And I don't enjoy movies that are supposed to be bad. All right. Well, looks like I'm going to have to defend that. It's going to be very similar to what you just said. All right. Here we go. So here's my thing. Yeah, it's a mockery, but it should be a mockery because the original book was really kind of fascist, like you said. It was actually really fascist. And I really like the idea of this movie countering that ideal with a sort of over-the-top aspect and tricking people to thinking it was a generic dumb action movie, when in fact it was taking off on all of that kind of aspect. And to me, the whole thing was just a whole, like, it was kind of like a brilliant satire. Sure, Verhoeven wasn't always great, especially with uh, Showgirls, but that being said, I think that this was actually a very good movie. Okay. Uh, are we are we going back and forth again, or that's it? Nah, I think... That's it. Uh, I, think should, I think it should be it. Um, I, 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 I'm gonna more side. I'm gonna more side with Jeremy. I think. I think that argument, um, kind of makes sense. But I, but I, 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 but here's the thing, though. I think generally, my my thoughts about things are close to are closer to, to what Sam thinks. You know, about the insulting to audience. I don't really, I, I don't really enjoy that. But I, I'm just asking. What's I don't. I'm not really so familiar with it. What's what's fascist about the book? Like, what's sort of the idea behind it? The book. In the book, basically, the book presents a world in which, um, you know, the government has been overthrown by the military and the military is now like ruling everything. Um, and it presents this as a um, I won't say that it's a utopia, but it presents it as as like this is a positive development. Um, and and that like the military being in charge would be beneficial to society. That always works, of course. Right. <laughs> it always works when the military has total control. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think that the movie is actually a better version of that. I think it actually—it's actually an interesting culture because it's not a dictatorship; it's a democracy in which the only people who are eligible to vote or hold office are veterans. So, so you know, I mean, it's um, the, like I said, it's problematic. But I think that the right way to address that that kind of problematic attitude is to engage it in dialogue rather than like. 
just just mocking it, um, you know, and and just uh, exaggerating it to the point of of silliness, which is well, what Verhoeven did. Verhoeven didn't I, even read the book. I don't think you're giving the movie enough credit, but whatever. All right, let's move on to our final defend it, and this one's going to be about everyone's favorite Iron Man, Iron Man One. <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first movie of the legendary trilogy of which it bears its own name so I think that was enough circular talking uh, who's going to be attacking? me, Benji uh, Benji attacks and who defends? I will defend alright, alright here we go okay um, I, I want to first acknowledge the, the really good things about the about the movie um uh, Robert Downey Jr. is excellent. Um, uh, what's the name? Uh, Jeff, Jeff Bridges is is, um, is 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 awesome. Um, and definitely the interplay between between uh, Robert Downey Jr. and almost everyone is great. Excellently acted a lot of the time, and it's really cool stuff. And that's kind of one of my issues with it. I don't think it was actually a good action movie, a superhero movie. I think I I, I thought the action parts of it, the like the mo- like some of that motivation behind it. You know the stupid terrorists, the the all that stuff was just kind of flat. It was all like it was all like you know Tony Stark shining, and or not or or Tony, Tony this whole thing about like how clever Tony Stark is and his interactions. Now you could say that's the whole, that's what's behind Iron Man. That what that what's that uh, what's important behind Iron Man and how how it generally is expressed is through uh, is how you know ridiculous and playboyish um, Tony Stark is. But that's what the movie was. The movie was. It was one of these kind of. It was a kind of. It was like an Apatow film, which is good. But why make it a superhero film? You know, I guess it was kind of cool when when his heart was taken out or whatever. Like that was that was all right. And I think Jeff Bridges worked as a villain, kind of. But but, but still, it was it was an Apatow movie. It was just this funny. It, it was this funny, interesting dialogue movie. I didn't find anything redeeming about the action part at, at all. Maybe some of the building of the suit was was cool, but pretty much it was just you know this quirky, quirky like. All right, Sam, you ready? Okay, now I have to ask. That was thirty seconds. No. Oh, oh, we. Uh, you're saying. Wait, we well, I thought we were doing uh, lightning rounds. Oh, were we? Well, why did we do it for Starship Troopers then? <laughs> so we could speed it up. <laughs> yes, exactly. So why don't we do? Why don't we do? Wait, I, I'm so confused. Like uh, okay, we just okay, had yeah, a lightning yeah. round for Starship Troopers because we we're trying yeah. to speed things along, yeah. and then now we're doing Iron Man, you know, back to the same old slow pace. Yes, lead, Sam. To finish it off. Come on, it's, Sam. We're just we're just mixing it up. Okay, how about okay. we do this? How, how about we do ninety seconds, ninety seconds uh, of your next one, then the next two will be thirty seconds each. Is that all right with you? That's fine. All right, Sam, get ready. Okay. Um. So I think you made a pretty good case for the movie in talking about how, um, you know, Robert Downey Jr. was excellent. The acting was excellent. Um, you know, it, it was fun. It had fun interactions. You didn't like the action. I disagree. Um, I think that I think the action was fine. I think the motivations were fine. Um, you know, I mean, you had you had plenty of plenty of action scenes. I mean, it's, it's a well-constructed movie. There is there's I think there's the right balance of, you know, scenes of people talking to each other and scenes of, of like, action and exciting things happening on the screen. Um, the suit is really cool. Um, the way that they show the suit flying is really cool. Um, the way that they show, you know, they have Jarvis and, they you know, they show Tony Stark interacting with Jarvis was cool. Um, and, um, you know, you can complain about the movie highlighting, like, oh, it's just Tony Stark's cleverness, but that's kind of the whole point of his character is that he's this 
brilliant but hubristic character who, you know, whose biggest enemy is really himself, um, you know, which is why it was great that Robert Downey Jr. played him and he did a great job. So, so I, I, I mean, like, really, I guess it's sort of an aesthetic thing. If you didn't like the action scenes, I, I just have to disagree with you because I think the action scenes were very good. Um, and it, I, I think the, the movie did a great job of capturing the character of, or the, the look and feel of Iron Man and the Iron Man suit, which was a big challenge to do in, you know, in live action on the screen as opposed to an, on a comic book. I think, I think uh, they did a great job with it. Okay. Well, finally we have our 30-second rounds. All right, ready, Benj? Rebuttal, uh-huh. Benj. I just kept thinking during it, like, uh, again, like what I was saying before, like, what's, what's the point? You know, like, what, what is he fighting? Like, I, I guess that, that was more of it. Like, like, like what, what's, the, what's the villain doing? Like, what, what, it, what is the villain's... Like, I I, I guess I just didn't find the the action parts that cool. Like, kind of what people say about about Ang Lee's uh, Hulk, which I liked. I um, uh, I kind of found like let's be like (laughs) I didn't really say much there. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Ang Lee's the Hulk. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So uh, wait, 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 hey. Line. It's my turn. Thank you for a second. Don't I get my thirty uh, seconds? Oh yeah, you're right. Oh, good point. Okay. All right, ready? Yeah. Okay. So, so just in in short, in summary, um, I mean, again, Tony Stark is his own enemy. So the motivation comes from the fact that he realizes that he's essentially, you know, uh, constructing weapons of war to to kill people. And then he now regrets that and he has to learn how to how to stop doing it or how to how to stop the process that he started. And that's where the, you know, the bad guy comes in. Bad guy is like taking over for him and continuing to do something that he now regrets and wants to stop. So that's that's really the driving force of the movie. Okay. start start with another Jewish. (laughs) Yeah, well, all right. So the thing that's interesting for me about is that. I think Robert Downey Jr. is very good. He's great in the movie. Uh, but that being said, I think the movie kind of ends with the... And to me, that's kind of disappointing. Uh, I found the action to be kind of fun to watch, but also kind of... What's the word? Meaningless. Like, yeah. it didn't matter. So that I have to have to agree with Benji on that one. On the other hand, I have to say that, in general, I like... The movie, and especially when you compare it to some of the other ones, because I think that Iron Man 3, for all its sort of deep meaning nonsense, I thought it was actually kind of a worse movie. I didn't like the ending. I didn't like the resolution. I thought it didn't make any sense within the context of the universe. And Iron Man 2, I think we've discussed this before, I really think of as, you know, it's a fun movie-length commercial for the Avengers. And listen, I like commercials for the Avengers, so that's fine. But it's not really a good movie, per se. But that being said, I'm still going to have to give it to Mr. Sam. Aha! Yes. <laughs> Damn you, Sam. I think, the score, I, I think the score is like Sam 8, Jeremy 8, Benji 1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> All right, well, I guess you know, next time we'll have to make sure to include a lot more, you know, attacking me, I suppose. Yes. 
Yes, that's I exactly hate Jeremy. <laughs> it was my plan all along. Right. <laughs> um, all right. I think we had a pretty good, uh, exciting round here, and uh, I hope nobody's feelings are hurt because we didn't attack anybody personally. Because the next thing to defend is going to be each person. <laughs> all right. You're going to have to defend yourself. Like physically? <laughs> yes. I know. It's going to be a nerd punch is nerd a lion. No, we're nerds. You have to defend yourself verbally. This is why I don't suck. And then Benji says, literally. And that's how we end it. <laughs> Great. All right. I think we had a few good rounds here. And it was a nice little change of pace from our usual nonsense. So I think uh, we should wrap it up. All right. All right, guys. Nerd you later. Nerd you later.